Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. In every environment, there's expectation, an idea of what must be, a belief in what is possible. Here in the desert, this place of hard beauty, those who visit have a choice, focus on the lack of things they want. Or bear down and find out what things they need. The desert changes people. It forces them to adapt, to move forward, to imagine their destiny. Out of nowhere, the teenager wins Indian Wells. This is Indian Wells. Still challenging. Still beautiful. Even better. Welcome to TC Live from the BNP Paribas Open. It is day two for the ladies, day one for the men from the desert. We are presented all two weeks by our friends at Verbo. Your together awaits. The men make their long-awaited return to tennis paradise today, nestled in between the palm trees and the mountains, the perfect venue for one of the biggest events on the tennis calendar. We've got a lot to get to over the next hour. A group of American men poised for a breakthrough. Could they win it all here? Plus a young boy who's breaking barriers in a different way. And Chandan Prakash look to stay perfect in the DraftKings player pools. A lot of our players out and getting ready to go on the practice courts today. How about the Canadian? Dennis Shapovalov made the round of 16 a couple years ago. That was a big breakthrough. He's at 13 in the world right now, looking to make the year-end finals in Turin. A great performance here would get that done. Karolina Pliskova is your top seed on the women's side. She is already locked up a spot at the WTA finals in Guadalajara. And Sasha Zverev is here as well, the Olympic gold medalist, looking to get his first title in the desert. Five ATP Masters 1000 titles. Can he add an Indian Wells title to that mix? As we welcome you onto our Tennis Channel desk, it is TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open, presented by Verbo, Steve Weissman, my friends Chanda Rubin, Prakash Amitraj. A lot to get to today. In fact, we have a debut coming up. 
The Bryan Brothers, the two-time Indian Wells champions, yes. are making their Tennis Channel analyst debut, Prakash. Well, listen, I've known these guys for a long time, and they have been so... Oh, look at this! Talk about generous with spirit. They, they are bringing their good looks onto the set right now. We've got now. Bob and Mike here. Showing Amazing. us up here. What is going Welcome to the family. It's a great suit. I appreciate that. Good Bob's got here. some great shoes as well that we can't see, but we'll see them I later. Like your socks. The thank, you, thank you very much. Color coordination. You guys got everything going on today. This was yesterday. Just went shopping. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was a late call up from the minors. Now we're in the big leagues, buddy. It's good to be joining Listen, you. Look, my, my, Bob, I know you guys are going in the booth with yeah. Brett Haber. Our guy is going to take good care of you, but he has requested no chest bumps. It's only so big, you're not going to be able to contain the chest bump. Let's give him one. Let's we, give him one. We can do one right here. Let's, let's go. Let's get our first <laughs> tennis channel chest bump. Oh, start off the bag. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> That's how you start a TCL. Chanda, what advice do you have for the Bryans? Their first match call later today. Today. Have fun and do don't chest bump Brett because Ooh. he gets a little sweaty. Yeah, yeah, he does, huh? I don't want to get wet. Uh, I only got one shirt on for, for a few weeks. So. <laughs> right, we love it. We'll, we'll let you get prepared. So excited to have you as a part of the Tennis Channel family and uh, kick butt out there. All right, guys. Yeah, have fun. Thanks. Love you guys. Enjoy. Brian Brothers will be calling the first match of the day here on Tennis Channel. Cannot wait to hear them with Brett Haber later today. So cool to have them as part of our team. Featured matches here on Tennis Channel. We got Sam Query leading us off. Brian Brother, good friends with Sam. They'll be calling this match. Tommy Paul in action against Feliciano Lopez. Kim Kleisters, two-time champion here in the desert, taking on Katarina Siniakova. Big foe in action against Benoit Perrin. Ali Risk as well. Let's talk about that Francis Tiafo match a little bit. Uh, Tiafo won their only previous meeting, made the fourth round at the U.S. Open. Chanda, what do you expect to see from Big Foe today? You know, I expect to see some flashy tennis, some you know, fun shot making. Obviously, Francis Tiafo is a dynamic, exciting young player. Also, Benoit Paire, he's got a lot of tools uh, in his racket bag. But I think for Francis, one of the things he's been doing a lot better is understanding how to play big points, the big moments. He's gotten more solid, especially behind the serve, where in in tight parts of matches he's holding a little more easily and he's just gained a lot of confidence and you mentioned that fourth round result at the u.s open he's a big match player this is a big event uh he likes the hard court so i think this is a real opportunity for francis tiafo to get through what could be a tricky match but he's got the game yeah i'm gonna have to uh, agree with Shane. I, I like francis in this match even though they're separated by about one spot in the computer rankings right now another thing that francis has done well that i think wayne ferreira has done a great job with is adding more elements to his game even at the U.S. Open in that run to the round of 16, saw him using the slice a little bit more, saw him attacking the net a little bit more, adding a little bit of variety. And I think having those options allows him to sort of be a little bit more relaxed. He doesn't have to do too much on that big forehand. He can play a little bit more within himself. So uh, I like the way our boy is maturing into his, into his game. Big foe on the come up. He's still coming up. He's always on the come up. Even, <laughs> even when he's got to move down for a minute, he's still coming up. <laughs> Love it. I, I'm still so pumped about the Bryan brothers being here and, yeah, and getting the TC line. I thought you wanted a chest bump, too, I did. I did. Uh, I, I, wanted, I, I, got I, it, got to stay, I got a lot of wires connected here, but we'll make it happen later. Uh, it was ladies first at the BNP Paribas Open yesterday. The women first round action. Sloan Stevens returning to the site of her main draw debut 11 years ago. Chanda playing Heather Watson. This match went nearly three hours. Hours went to a tiebreak in the first set. Yeah, it was a battle, and Watson just edging Stevens out in that tiebreak. She would get up a break in the second, Watson, but Stevens, she's got renewed fitness. She is a shot maker. She started playing better, and down the stretch was able to get the break of serve here. 
playing more aggressively, stepping inside the court there, and just using the easy power that she has. And that continued throughout the third set, was able to keep that momentum going. That was a huge forehand off the Stevens racket. And again, she started serving better. She started playing more aggressively, and that was the key to getting through this tough match. Told us she's put more emphasis on fitness, less on tennis. Proud of getting in good shape. That's been the highlight of her year. Her BFF, Madison Keys, also in action yesterday. Looking to snap a six-match losing streak for Kosh. Played the always dangerous Kaya Kanepi. I mean, this was a legit roller coaster. Certainly was, but listen, Maddie got off to as great a start as you can yes. come out. Moving well, picking big targets, using that power as best as she does. Six love for a set, wipes her out. Gets off to an early start here in the second set, but Kanepi, she has been around for a while. She is a veteran. She dug deep, started fighting her way back in the match, took four games on the trot there. It was a 5-3 yes. in the second, but Maddie, not letting go, wasn't willing to go to a third set. Bit of a seesaw in that second set, but at the end of the day, the American pulls it out. Maddie should be really happy after you have an easy set like that. Sometimes good to be able to have those tough points before you squeeze it out. Madison Keys coming through, breaks that six-match losing streak. All things on the up and up for the American. Now, we're not used to seeing Sloan Stevens, Madison Keys ranked top 50 and below, right? So they didn't get buys in the first round here. But a good start for Madison Keys. She's got Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova next, the Roland Garros finalist. How can Maddie use this, Chanda, to find some consistency moving forward? Well, I think you, you start to build one match at a time. You talked about the losing streak, and that's what's most difficult is when you don't have that confidence of being able to get it done in matches. You know, she's had some tough ones, some tough losses in there, but getting through this one, and as Prakash mentioned, that Second set, kind of going down to the wire, the fact that she was able to pull it out, that she didn't go three, that should give her that little added confidence against Pavlichinkova, who's a big hitter. Mm. And so I think that's going to be more in Madison Keys' comfort zone. She can out-hit just about anybody out there, but she's got to do it consistently, and that was a good start in her first-round match. And let's not forget, Maddie's been there. She knows what it is to be at the highest levels of the game. She's made the finals of a Grand Slam. So it's not going to take much. She doesn't need to string together a big six months. One event can all of a sudden click for her, and then all of a sudden she's putting things together back again. So uh, this next match is a big one against Pavlachenkova, who's been having a great year. A win like that, start a little fire. Such a great point, Prakash. And four years ago, it was the final of the U.S. Open between Sloan and Maddie. both those players looking good yesterday. How about another American in action? Shelby Rogers getting her BNP Paribas Open off to a good start. Got to a career high in July, going for her career best 25th win of the season, Chanda, against Angelina Kalinina. Yeah, and this is another player in Shelby Rogers who has gotten fitter, who went through some injuries and is back with a renewed perspective. And down the stretch, that came into the forefront. There were a lot of breaks of serves in this first set, some tough games, but Rogers able to edge her opponent out. And in the second set, she got better. She didn't lose any of that push in her game, covered a lot of ground when she needed to, catching up to some of these shots that were crucial to keep her lead there, able to get it back to Deuce, did not want to give up any extra games, Rogers, and was able to edge Kalina out in the second set. Really impressive victory for her, getting it done in two. 30 winners for Shelves. Broke the Ukrainian six times. She will get Olympic gold medalist Belinda Bencic next. Next up, 
Petra Martic, tough test against the 19-year-old American wildcard, Katie Volley Nets Prakash, making her debut here at Indian Wells. Well, this is one of the more entertaining matches. We saw both players coming to the front of the court. We saw some great exchanges with both of them up at the net. Martic, a little bit too good in that first set. Her first serve kept her in it. Low percentage getting them in, but once she got them in, 79%, she was yeah, able to convert. Set. More winners, also more unforced errors. A lot of the match just sort of depended on the way Martic was playing. Thought she would run away a little bit in the second set, but Molinets did a great job trying to keep some pressure on, keep it tight. It seemed a lot tighter Game than this 6-4, 6-4 scoreline. But nonetheless, a good win for Martic, but a lot of positives to take away for Molinets. Katie Volinets at a career high right now. Great experience for her. Petra Martic gets the two-seat. Iga Sviantek next. Some other scores from day one. And for Kasha Tennant, they called all of these. Shea Suwei a winner yesterday. You called that one. Magdalenette coming back against Rebecca Peterson. Called that one. Martinsova gets a victory. Sastovich, no problem at all with Osorio Serrano. You tried to split us up, Steve. I did. You tried to get us to doubt ourselves. Well, I, I just we wanted I wanted some conflict. <laughs> Chan, Chan, give, me, give me a little something. We, we got a little something going on over here. <laughs> Three and oh, start the week, you know? The DraftKings player pools preview still to come today and a little different today. So maybe we'll get some disagreement. But listen, if you're if you're three and oh, you're three and oh. You don't split up a winning team, Weissman. I, all right. I'm keeping them together. I want to be. I want to be on that team. That's a, that's a good team. We've got a new little game we've got on tennis.com right now. It is the match point predictor game. You can play for free. Go on tennis.com right now. You check out these seven questions, and you get a chance at a grand prize to join us here next year at Indian Wells. Let's check out those seven questions that you can answer. And if you do well, get a trip to the desert next year on us. You play today at tennis.com. All right, Chanda, which of these questions interest you the most? Well, number three is the one I want to go with, Steve. We talked about this yesterday. That was one of the big storylines, and I'm going to go with it. We've got Coco. We've got Emma. We've got Layla. Got a couple of other teens in the draw. Who is going to go the furthest? Now, I'd like to go with something that's not on the menu. Maybe how much, how many times is the champion of this year's event going to visit Nobu and have sushi? Now, that would be very interesting. But if you do want me to pick something off the menu, I'll go with something interesting like number six. We saw the final of the U.S. Open, thought it might be a real fight out there. Three sets all of a sudden ended up being straight sets. So... Women's game, so unpredictable. Pick the total games. That could be really interesting. Sloan told us yesterday that she was going to potentially get to Nobu after her win. And I would like to add on to this. Well, that's one. That's how, one visit. How many times will Prakash get to the gym during the next uh, two weeks? We, we, can, we can do that now. That, so, I mean, <laughs> how, many, how many days is he here? Chandel, get that right now. <laughs> that's the easy How many right cheat there. meals will Prakash have before the end of the week? Let me do my calculations. Now, that's a good one. But I have, I will say, I have dedicated one cheat meal uh, with this group this week, my special little family here, so we're going to get it in. Yeah, At least one. I'm going to say two, though. We're going to have two cheat meals. We're, we're going to get them so, some desserts out here. Go to tennis.com, by the way. Uh, the, the game opened earlier. It locks at 2 p.m. Eastern next Wednesday. Play and join us here next year. Uh, a lot to get to here on TC Live. Chanda and I will catch up with the WTA CEO, Steve Simon. That is coming up later on the show. Plus, we've got a story you need to see to believe an ambidextrous boy who's becoming a champion by hitting from every single angle. The Bryan brothers are here. You're watching TC Live at Indian Wells. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Verbo. 
your Together Awaits. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Steve Janda Prakash back on TCLiveTennis.com. More than just a website, it is your home for the entire sport. Get breaking news, real-time match scores, player profiles, and much more in one place. Right now, you can find our expert picks on who will step up, who will surprise, and who will fall short at Indian Wells. As for the playing conditions, here's Fox Weather with today's forecast. I'm meteorologist Bruno Merwin, and here's your BNP Paribas Open Weather Forecast. It's another hot day in Indian Wells. Today, 90 degrees and mostly cloudy. But you'll have a light breeze to help with the heat. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful. Fox Weather, coming October 25th. Love some good alliteration. Our daily coverage always starts with TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Followed by the day session, we also have live coverage on our regional sports networks with Leif Shiras and Jan Michael Gamble. The night session starts at 9 p.m. Eastern with encore coverage up until TC Live the next day. Keep whatever device you use on Tennis Channel all day, every day. We are leading up to the top of the hour. Sam Query, former world number 11, making his debut here at the 2021 BNP Paribas Open, but he loves the desert. He's a Cali boy. We'll be right back. Fox acceleration. We'll race. Hop. At first glance, Teo Davidov looks like most other nationally ranked juniors his age. But it's his rather unique playing style that is quickly catching people's attention these days. Finish. I started playing tennis when I was about two and a half. My dad hung a ball from the ceiling. Then I just started swinging the ball. And then eventually we started practicing on the court. My dad pushes me a lot because he really wants me to become like the greatest in tennis and in life. Teo is very fiery, very extroverted, very left hemisphere predominant person. So I was always looking for different methods to make him a little more balanced, to make him a better version of himself. So I just decided to experiment. I was about eight when I started playing my lefty and my righty, two forehands. As he started playing more with the lefty, I, I, I could tell, I could see some skepticism, wasting time, this and that. First year especially was super hard because I would go to tournaments, I'd have to play my lefty, which is just like a couple months old, and then I'll lose first round to people who I'd beat with my righty easily. And uh, the truth is that his opponents have been doing him a favor because they play most of the time to his lefty, which was the little weaker side. But over time, by doing that, they're making his lefty stronger and bigger. There are a lot of fighting advantages with two forehands. 
The first advantage is you can unbalance your opponents, you know, all the time. I mean, you can give them different looks at the ball, different spins. The opponent is going to receive a, a very fast, very aggressive fall. It'll be very hard to decide what to do if you're returning against him. My lefty serve, it's different spin. And one I hit with my righty and then the other one with my lefty, they get kind of confused. So I can change it up. Short preparation. He brings more awareness also to his dominant side. Things that have become automated, he can explore in more details. It's a process of educating the non-dominant side and again, re-educating the dominant also. So it, it's a interesting process. Off the court, Teo's family practices Eastern traditions such as yoga, acupuncture, massage therapy, and veganism to keep both his mind and body at peak performance. What we just did is very beneficial on a physical and mental level for, for everyone. It's helping me for size because it clears my mind from thoughts and bad emotions. After a video of Teo went viral on social media earlier this year, he has backed up the hype, recently reaching the finals of the Boys 12 National Clay Courts at only the age of 10. We've been training six to eight hours a day, pretty much only lefty, because it needs to catch up a lot faster. His righty for him is very explosive. His lefty is catching up. It's getting closer and closer. He really cares about me, and he wants me to always push myself, and he pushes me too. I take tennis as a form of yoga, a dynamic form of yoga, yoga in action, an activity to develop his personality and to, to make him a better person. Rather than having some goals to make him a great player or a pro player, that is secondary. Whatever comes, we, we just can accept it. I just, I'm, I'm trying to kind of cultivate uh, contentment. I love this story. Absolutely fascinating. Now 11 years old, Teo. I mean, the sport of tennis is like a math problem. There are different ways to find a winning formula. Monica Sellis made the Hall of Fame hitting two hands off both sides. Our own Jan Michael Gamble made the top 15 doing that. Uh, what do you make of young Teo, Chanda, hitting a, four, a lefty forehand and a righty forehand? Uh, I mean, it's a definite innovative way of teaching the game. And, and, you know, kids, they can adapt to anything. And I think that's maybe the takeaway. Uh, and that's what you're trying to create, a kid, a child, a person that can adapt, that can deal with anything that comes their way. Tennis is certainly a sport where you have to do that constantly, over and over again. And so I think from that perspective, it's great. And then you're training these different sides of the brain. And you think about the shots he's got to hit on court. He's going to be able to hit shots from anywhere, create angles from anywhere. So I think it's an innovative concept, but I think it's very cool. I like it. And he just seems to be very adept at it. So he looks like he's a pretty special talent as well. Time and time again, we've seen the impossible become nothing in sport. We've seen so many different things, so many innovations. What Andre came on with the first guy who took a swinging volley, then you saw open stance become more the norm. Andy all of a sudden shortened the serve, maybe the greatest serve of all time. So there are lots of different ways to do it, as you said, Chanda. But I would like to see, as he continues to get older, he will adapt, of course, but the game does speed up. And will he use the forehand slice as effectively as you can use a backhand slice? I'm curious, actually, when he's up at net, which hand he uses to be able to volley. Can he serve both ways, like Luke Jensen? Now, um, he's got me very, very curious right now, but uh, a lot of things to consider. The only thing I think that can really derail him right now, because he's got a lot of belief going for him, 
Probably too much video games and social media. As long as he stays away from that, I, th- I think he's looking pretty good. <laughs> he also hits a one-handed backhand off of both wings. He also hits two-handed. I mean, he literally can hit every single shot. But Prakash brings up a good point. So at the pro level, you've got a 130, 140-mile-an-hour serve coming at you. Can this work at that level? No, I, I think he would have to kind of decide. I don't think he could necessarily hit two forehands if he's playing singles with the speed of the game. You have to decide, you know, what's going to be your forehand, which he looks like he's a righty. If that's going to be his forehand, and then he's going to have a normal backhand, whether that's a two-hander or a one-hander. But I do think it will allow him to be able, in different situations, to be able to hit those different shots because he's had this as a base, because, you know, he's comfortable being a little uncomfortable. And so I think that's the benefit. But certainly as the game gets quicker, you've got to decide that's the point of keeping it as simple as possible. Uh, but I think he's got a good base. A nice little intangible, too, is the fact that he's doing something that has never been done before. So you might have a little bit of a healthy chip on your shoulder where everyone's saying, you know what, I, you can't do this. This is not the way to do things. All of a sudden you find a little bit extra within you to try to push these things through, to try to make them work. Who knows? Could work in his advantage. In baseball, they talk about a five-tool player. This is like a 12-tool tennis player. It literally can do anything. We wish all the best to Teo. We'll continue to follow that story here at Tennis Channel. A lot still to get to here on TC Live as we lead up to first ball action at the BNP Paribas Open. There is... The Italian stallion, Matteo Berrettini, on the practice court getting ready to go. He is the five seed here at Indian Wells. And when we come back, the CEO of the WTA, Steve Simon, joins Chanda and myself at the Tennis Channel desk. And welcome back to TC Live from the BNP Paribas Open. It is day two. A lot of great action to get to today. Sam Query starts us off on Stadium One. We've got a ton of Americans. Tommy Paul taking on Feliciano Lopez. How about Kim Kleister's getting the wild card? Two-time champion here. Tough test in the first round against Katarina Siniakova. Francis Tiafo in the night session against Benoit Pair. And Ali Risk playing as well. With that, we welcome you back onto our Tennis Channel desk, Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, and we are so happy to be joined by the CEO of the WTA, Steve Simon. Steve, it is so good to see you in person. I feel like we've been Skyping for two years. <laughs> no, it's great to see everybody. It's great to be back on site. And as you were referring when I first came on in, I think it was Charleston 2019 that we were last together. So it's been quite a journey. Good, good to be back together. Well, what a time for women's tennis that we have right now. You have stars in their 40s, in their 30s, in their 20s, in their teens. Yeah. Uh, how would you characterize the state of the WTA right now? I would say it's exciting. I mean, it's a very simple word. Um, you know, obviously seeing the young talent that's coming through, but also the establishment of, of the, the younger group that has been that group uh, coming through the last couple of years has been just so exciting to see. And we said this before, you know, the WTA was unique because we did have a lot of different story levels, everyone from the Serenas of the world now down to Emma and Layla. And it's a very, very exciting time. Well, Steve, speaking of those young stars, you mentioned Layla and uh, Emma Raducanu, also Coco Golf. They're sort of leading the charge. How do you capitalize? How does the WTA capitalize on the buzz that these teenagers have been creating? Well, I think the key with it is, and especially with all three of them, is that um, their play on the court transcends. 
it creates the buzz. I mean, look what happened in New York. Um, the whole story was around those three young women and following every move that they made. So, so their actions certainly serve them the strongest. Where we're coming from with that is we're going to certainly promote them and we're going to feature them and do all the things that we should do. But we're also going to let them grow. These are young girls. They have a long way to go, and we want to make sure that we, we help them through this process and help them evolve into what I think their careers are going to bring forth to them. Well, you talk about letting them grow, and, and you think about Emma Raducanu, whose story was incredible at the U.S. Open, coming through qualifying, not dropping a set. I mean, she has really gone into the stratosphere very quickly. Mm-hmm. How, how do you sort of help usher her in into this new realm while capitalizing on all of the buzz, the excitement, but also, you know, allowing her, as you said, to continue to grow as well? Yeah, I think, I think like anything else, I think it's the key is the support underneath and behind the scenes and also managing her time um, so that, again, it's not so overwhelming. It can be over the top, uh, as, you, as you know, especially with that success that comes with it. So I think it is providing the right support behind her from a tour perspective and obviously working with her teams to create those relationships that we need to, to get her in the right place and to make sure that she's comfortable. Emma is playing here at Indian Wells. She announces she's playing in Linz as well, trying to make the WTA finals, which we're going to have again this year. Disappointing that it's not in China. But how did it come together to get the WTA finals in Guadalajara, Mexico? Well, uh, obviously a lot of work. It's hard to move an event like that on a one-year basis. And unfortunately, um, due to COVID, we haven't been able to go to Asia the last two years. But it was very important for us this year to make sure that we finished our year. We've been fortunate we'll have a full calendar of events and, and actually played more tournaments in 2022, uh, 21 than we did in 19, which is great. So um, to finish our year with the finals was very, very critical to us. So it took a lot of work. Uh, we worked with our, some, our, some of our event partners with Octagon and then the uh, Gustavo Santacoys from uh, Guadalajara. And um, we were able to reach an agreement with them to make these finals happen. And I think everybody's going to be pretty surprised what they see down there. Well, we've had to still be this year very fluid. And and certainly Mm -hmm. the WTA with the tournaments, the calendar that you've created, it's been amazing that you've still been able to provide these opportunities for players. We've seen some new tournaments come on the schedule this (laughs) year. We had three in Chicago. We had, you know, one in Cleveland, particularly in the U.S., new tournaments. Are we going to see those tournaments on the calendar next year? You'll see some of them, but not all of them. Um, we obviously, as you, as you rightly said, since we began play last August, um, we've had to bob and weave and try to find solutions for when events couldn't happen beyond anybody's control. So we've had to be creative. Um, the tour has invested significant money to make these events happen and to make sure we have our playing opportunities and we're keeping our product on the court. And obviously working on an international basis has even complicated it more than being just in one region of the world. Um, so we owe a, a great deal of gratitude to all of these events who stepped up. But what I think it really shows is the support for women's professional tennis and the WTA that we've had all of these people in these times being willing to step up on a one-year basis and operate events. And we've exposed our products to great 
uh, destinations such as Chicago, et cetera. So we hope to continue all of them. They all want to continue, but we also want to get our traditional events back on the calendar, and our promoters want to get back to doing what they do as well. It was so great to see the tournaments in Chicago, Cleveland. Uh, hopefully we, we can fit it all in, maybe just get more tournaments, more opportunities uh, for the players. This is a combined event. We love the combined event, Steve. Mm-hmm. We talked last summer, and, and you were very into having a, a combination of the ATP and the WTA. Where does that stand now, or are we yeah. coming together? I think what you've seen, actually, through this COVID period is, is not just the ATP and WTA, but the whole sport coming together. Um, it's forced us to come together in a very positive way. Um, the ATP and the WTA are, are continuing to work closer and closer together. Um, we still have a lot of work to do in that space, but I believe that both of the entities are committed to trying to do more and more together. This past year, we actually integrated our marketing teams together, so we're doing a lot of uh, cross-marketing and a lot of efficiencies across um, the, the table, and I think you'll see more and more of those things as we move forward. By the way, the, the final at the U.S. Open, the women's final, Layla and Emma outrated the men's final. Djokovic was going for a grand slam. So congratulations on that. Uh, congratulations getting through these two difficult years. And it's always great to see you, Steve. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank Steve you. Simon, the CEO of the WTA, joining us here on TC Live. Much more still to get to today as we lead you up to first ball, first day for the men. We have our stat of the day. This is coming off the court. You don't want to miss that. Our day two match previews the always entertaining DraftKings player pools. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ruben. Amitraj Weissman back on TC Live, presented by Verbo. There's 20-year-old American Jensen Brooksby. Started the year outside the top 300. Now at a career-high 76, coming off his best finish at a major. Fourth round at the U.S. Open. Youngest American to do that since Andy Roddick in 2002. Beat Taylor Fritz, beat Aslan Karatsev. Made his first final in Newport earlier this summer. Semifinals in D.C. What a run! He had in New York one of three young Americans at their career high right now. Sebi Corner, we've been talking about him for a while. 21 years of age at 40 in the world. Got his first ATP title at Parma. And don't forget about Brandon Nakashima, the 23-year-old, also at a career high right now, making a couple of finals this year. So the future is bright as we take a look at what these three have done in 2021. Back on the Tennis Channel desk, Steve Chanda Prakash. We, we've been waiting for a major champion all the way since our buddy Andy Roddick, who, by the way, will be joining us on TC Live starting on Saturday. Love to see Andy, the Hall of Famer, with us here on Tennis Channel. Uh, the draw's out. Chanda, uh, which of these three do you think could make a deep run here at Indian Wells? You know, I was looking at this draw, and they 
all three of them have tricky ones. So it was really <laughs> tough to choose. And, of course, this is a big tournament. You've got a lot of great players. You expect the draw to be tough. But these first two or three rounds would be very difficult. And, you know, Corda could potentially play – would definitely play the winner of um, Pear and Tiafo. So that's a tricky one to then potentially play Hercotch. That's a, not an easy draw. Um, I think – it would be Nakashima. I think he may have the best chance. And Prakash and I, we were kind of talking about it a little bit. So we may agree. Don't be mad, Steve. <laughs> but, you know, I think he could potentially, you know, he would play Coria in the first round, Federico Coria. That could still be tricky. Uh-huh. Uh, but then he would play Taylor Fritz. That could be a doable match. Fritz is so solid. Uh, he's got a little more experience, but Nakashima has really shown us a lot. He's got a dynamic game. He's, you know, getting more aggressive in big moments. Uh, so I think he may have the best shot because we look at Brooke be second round, he could possibly, if he gets through, he would play Zverev. So I think that would be a little too tall of a task. The, the draws are completely tricky. Korda, a little bit of an advantage, perhaps because he's seated. But Nakashima, I think this surface fits him really well. Really slow. He likes to keep the points long out there. When he's got time on his backhand side, one of the best backhands we have on the tour. So solid cross court. is able to pull it up the line. And listen, he, he makes your life miserable out there. So whoever he's going to play, he's not going to be giving any points away. I think the conditions suit him very well, especially if it gets a little hot. He's not the kind of guy that's going to wilt. And as you said, Chanda, he does have Taylor in his section. He does have Berrettini in his section, who does like a bit of a quicker court. Very, very minuscule trying to pick between the two, all the three. But maybe Nakashima does have the best chance. Also got the home court advantage, right, from San Diego. Yep. So yep. close to home right now. He's won 12 of his last 18 matches coming into Indian Wells. So some confidence for Nakashima. For Sebi Korda, uh, disappointing U.S. Open because yeah. he had a stomach ailment. So wasn't able to, to finish there. But this is a guy just 21 years old, already top 40 in the world. Had some huge wins in Miami this year. Beat Diego Schwartzman, beat Fabio Fonini, beat Aslan Karatsev. Uh, what what do you expect to see from him here? Because this, you know, we haven't seen him at Indian yeah. Wells before. All these players making their debuts. Yeah, and I think, you know, that makes it a little trickier, the fact that he's had, you know, a little bit of physical issues uh, coming into this swing. So he hasn't had quite the matches that he's been able to get at some different times over the year, over the course of the year. But he's, you know, one of the seeds, 32 seed at 40 in the world. He's got the confidence. He's won some of these matches in big occasions, in big situations. He's got a mature game. He has very few weaknesses. He's working on the serve. I think that's a big part that he can t- he can continue to grow with. Uh, but certainly for Corda, he's got the confidence overall, um, I think, to make it through a trickier draw. I just don't know if he has the matches under his belt, and he's got to come right out of the gate and be ready to play. Um, but, you know, certainly you've got to give him a good shot, the fact that he's healthy now and playing on these hard courts. Look, the first six months of the year, all we were talking about was Sebastian Corda. Got off to such a great start, making the finals of Delray Beach. Played great at the French. He's taken out John Isner a couple times, along with those wins in Miami. Wimbledon, he had a great run. The summer, I was with him in Canada, pulled out with a back issue. At the U.S. Open, had another ailment. So, again, as you said, Shanda, not enough matches on the hard courts, perhaps leading, leading up to this season. Brooksby and Nakashima, on the other hand, were fire all throughout the summer. Uh, I think Sebi has just an unlimited potential. I mean, I think he can get to the top 10, continue developing those weapons, could possibly be a slam champion for us here in the U.S. But uh, again, get a couple matches under your belt, you feel a bit better about yourself, feel a little bit more confident moving forward. Well, speaking of fire, I mean, this is a guy who texts Andre Agassi every day. So, I mean, you know, he, he's got the Hall of Famer in his ear, plus his 
dad, you know, former world number two. Yep. So a good thing. I expect good things from Sebi Corda here in the desert. As for Jensen Brooksby, his game is fascinating, Chanda. Uh, when you watch it, what goes through your mind? I mean, he just makes players uncomfortable. He has the uncanny knack of knowing what shots to hit from the right positions in the court. He rarely hits himself out of points. You know, he's got a a high tennis IQ, and it's kind of fun to watch him against different opponents, you know, break them down. And not a lot of players get that early on. Sometimes it can take a while to build that knowledge and that understanding of how to play. But Brooksby, he seems to have it innately. So he can give a lot of players trouble. Uh, If he gets through his first round, he'd have Zverev, Sasha Zverev. And I think for right now, I think Zverev is just too solid. I think he would be able to handle what Brooksby throws out there. But it'd be interesting to see if Brooksby does get through that first round. It'd be interesting to see how he comes up against one of the guys who has played the best all year. That would be another big test for his game. You know what my favorite thing about Jensen Brooksby is? In a world of a lot of flash and sizzle, Instagram, a lot of people showing what's not even real in their life, this kid is all about substance. Mm. He even says, you know what, it's not about power. It's about choosing the right shot at the right time. He is playing well within himself, and regardless of who he plays, which he proved when he took on Novak Djokovic at the U.S. Open, he is going to do what he does. If you're going to be too good that day and come out and beat me, then you know what? You deserve it. But I love that about him, and that is going to earn him so many matches as he continues to develop his weapons. Sacktown's finest. He is unique on the court, also off the court. He, he wears Womo Sport, very unique clothing brand, great stuff. Plus, just signed a sponsorship deal with Christopher Kluse, the eyewear company. The only other athlete they sponsor, Tom Brady. Pretty good. Company. Jensen Brooksby, Tom Brady. Pretty good stuff. Looking forward to the runs of those three young Americans. Coming up top of the hour, it's Sam Query making his 15th appearance here in the desert. Don't go anywhere. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Get in on the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, sports betting, and free-to-play pools. All customers can compete for their share of $30,000 in prizes all tournament long. Use code ACE when you sign up today. Buy Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And buy Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Steve Chanda Prakash back with you. TC Live, order of play, day two, BNP Paribas Open. It starts with the 10-time ATP Tour title winner, Sam Query, against Daniel Altmaier. The Bryan brothers will be the analysts for that match. Tommy Paul in action. Kim Kleister's making her first appearance here at Indian Wells since 2011. She is a two-time champion, taking on Cynia Kova. Big foe against Benoit Paire. And then Ali Risk in the night session as well. A reminder... Download any of the DraftKings apps. Enter their free-to-play pools every day of the tournament. All customers can compete for a shot at $30,000 in total prizes. You answer questions like who will win the match or who will have the most aces. And use the code ACE when you sign up for free today. Time for our second DraftKings Player Pools Preview with Chanda and Prakash. Uh, Yesterday, the dynamic duo went 3-0. Got every single match correct. They agreed, and and they were perfect. So no problem with that. You you don't have to disagree if you're perfect. Uh, We'll see what happens today because it's not just who wins, but also 
by how many sets? What is the score going to be? Come on, Chan. Let's yeah. keep it going. Yeah, let's let's keep it going. Feel, we got a little momentum here. I feel here. like they're hating on us a little bit, though, trying to make it tougher. We like the hate, Bring though. it, Steve. What do you oh, got? No, wait, hate? What do you got? No, it's all love, Chana, <laughs> on the TC Live desk. All right, this is what we have. First matchup, we've got Tennis Sandgren, the American, taking on Tiago Montero. Who wins? Per, and I'm not going to give you, like, one of those nuggets that swayed you one way or the other until I, the I, end. I, I see. Good memory. Good memory. <laughs> okay. Who wins? How many sets? Well, I'm still feeling the tennis name from Volinets yesterday, so I'm going to stick along that, and I am going to go with tennis. But Montero is a tough competitor. I think it's going to be three. So I like tennis, two sets to one. Two sets of what do you th- what do you say, Chanda? That's what I got, Steve. And look, That's they, my girl. listen. They they That's played once before. Wasn't at tour level. It was in qualifying a few Sarasota years ago. Sarasota qualifier. It was it was a few years ago. I remember that? Montero won that one in three yep. sets, but that was on clay. This is hard courts, and I think Sandrin is going to feel more comfortable. He's got the advantage. I think he's going to win that one, but I think it will be a tough match, Sandrin, in three sets. <laughs> <laughs> Haters will say it's fake. All right. Uh, our, our next matchup, a big one that we are looking forward to tonight. Francis Tiafo, Benoit Pair. Chand, I'll start with you. Who wins? How many sets? I, I got to go with my boy, Foe. <laughs> Foe has got to get this one. I think he's playing well. I think he's got confidence. He's on these hard courts that I think will suit his game. And I, I believe that, you know, he's going to feel like he should win this one. So he's going to walk walk the walk along with talking the talk. So I like uh, Francis Tiafo, but in three sets. I think it'll be tough. I think it'll be a battle, um, and it'll be an interesting match. But that's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing here because you know where we're going with this right now, Steve. Listen, Foe, I think, is actually playing better than his current ranking of 49 in the world. I think he's playing great stuff. That U.S. Open, I think, really knocked him up a few levels mentally. I think he really feels he belongs higher, top 20, and, and onward. So I am going to back him. It's going to be tough conditions out there, though. Pear has been playing well. You know what? Just for the sake of, of not going completely along with Chanda, I'm going to go with straight sets. Don't let him so, force you, you for college. I know. I was don't going, let him, I don't go let him with him. I didn't know which way you were going there. <laughs> so, I knew. Don't let him do I, that I actually think you. I changed midway. <laughs> but we're going to go with Tiafo. Two sets to I hope you're. I hope you're right, though. I would like to. Uh, I'm it would okay be a win for both of us. Yeah, it'd be a big win. I mean, Foe played his best tennis when, when Chanda Rubin was in the player box at the Australian <laughs> Open a few years ago. That so was a while that's a back, good point. We'll see that's if ma- tonight, it's tonight. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done working by then. You, you could be there. Uh, download any of the DraftKings apps for free. Use that code ACE when you sign up today. Cannot wait to see what happens with Chanda and Prakash tomorrow. Time to enter the social net now on TC Live. And uh, it is all about the vaccines and being safe here at Indian Wells. You must provide digital proof of vaccination to attend this tournament. We're all vaccinated. We've all had to take COVID tests. So a lot of precautions here to make a safe tournament. As well as that, we've got a tweet from your good friend, our good friend, Zena Garrison, uh, talking about this guy, Kamal Murray, it was his birthday recently, and he pulled off, amazingly, three events in Chicago this summer for the WTA. We talked to Steve Simon. Hopefully they keep one of those events in the Hopefully. Windy City. I mean, they did such a fantastic job, and we heard Kamal speak after the tournament congratulating everybody and just saying that, you know, hopefully they do get one of these tournaments to stay in Chicago. It is a city that deserves to have this tournament full-time. 
and our colleague, he has like three jobs. Uh, he's he a does. coach. <laughs> he's a commentator. He's a tournament director. He owns an academy? Four jobs. I think he's got five. What we call multifaceted, Multi. multi-talented. But the beautiful thing about this is tennis is just a far-reaching sport. Every single corner of the world, it reaches you. Every community around the world. So all the communities that haven't seen these kind of events, the more we can get them in there, keep growing our sport. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. I hope, I mean, I went to Northwestern, so I love the city of Chicago. Go Cats. Uh, hopefully we can keep some tournaments there as well. And, and a happy belated birthday, Kamau, who, who's doing yeoman's work. I mean, he's also yeah. Tennis.com podcast with yeah. Kamau Murray. Yeah. That's true. It, it's That's good five. stuff. We're, we're counting, still counting the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got much more here on TC Live. Coming up on uh, the regional sports networks today, Leif Shiras, Jen Michael Gamble, who went Two hands off both sides. Mention that, like, like young Teo. Alexi Popperin taking on Miamir Ketsmanovic. And how about this next match? Mackie McDonald at a career high. James Duckworth at a career high. Both made their first ATP Tour finals earlier this year. That's 2 Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Prakash, Chanda, Steve, back on TC Live, presented by Verbo. We are moments away from first ball action at the BNP Paribas Open. Sam Query leading the way, taking on Daniel Altmaier. Looking forward to this matchup. Query beat him four years ago in Geneva. Our stat of the day, one stolen wedding ring. How about this? How did it happen? And a pair of shoes as well. Uh, Andy Murray hasn't even played, and he's already lost something. Uh, let's hear... From the three-time major champion, Andy, what's up? So my tennis shoes are pretty damp, sweaty, and, yeah, smelly, basically. So I decided when I got back to the hotel uh, that the shoes needed some air and needed to dry them out a little bit. So I have no balcony in my room and didn't want to leave them in my room because it'd stink the room out. So I thought, I'm going to leave the shoes underneath the car <laughs> um, to get some air to them and dry them out overnight. Um, anyway, when I got back to the car in the morning, uh, the shoes had, were gone. But anyway, I was, I was preparing for my practice. Um, my physio said to me, where's your wedding ring? And I was like, oh, no. Um, and I basically tie my wedding ring to my tennis shoes when I'm playing because I can't play with it on my hand. Um, so, yeah my wedding ring's been stolen as well. So needless to say, I'm in the bad books at home. Um, so I want to try and find it. <laughs> First of all, I props to Andy for, <laughs> for just putting that out there uh, on social media. There's a lot to, to break down here. A lot to digest. A lot to digest. You've got the smelly shoes, for one. Two, why are you leaving them under your car? Why don't you have a balcony? In your room. You've made a lot of money in your career, Andy. You should have a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why did you keep the, the ring? Uh, right, so Chanda's the only the married one on, on set. So let, I, I want to get your opinion on this. If You're Kim Sears. What's, 
What's, what's going on? I mean, it, use it for all it's worth, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have the upper hand now. <laughs> no, I know. I, I think it's a tough situation. I mean, we've probably all been there where we have a piece of jewelry we can't wear for certain things. I mean, I, I do. I take my ring off for, for certain activities. If I'm bathing my daughter or maybe cooking and getting messy, I take it off. And you sometimes forget, where did you put it? And so I think to Andy Murray's credit, the fact that he ties it onto his shoe, so he has a place that he always puts it, I would say it's not all, all his fault. And leaving it under the car, though, I'd say, gosh, you're stupid. You're crazy. Why did you leave your shoes under the car? But, um, <laughs> you know, in a perfect world, we can hope that someone who, the person who took the shoes will bring them back. We'll have pity on Andy Murray. We'll want to see him stay married for a long time to come. And so they would return the shoes or just return the ring, the ring and the orthotics in the shoes, because I'm sure that was also part of what he hated losing. Who's stealing a (laughs) pair of smelly sneaks? Uh, Listen, I I have have so many different questions here. I don't even know where to go at first. But what I will say that I love, I love Andy Murray throwing out a little problem that, you know what, probably all of us regular people can relate to. You know, I'm pretty sure Andy doesn't have a problem with getting multiple shoes delivered at any point in time. But you know what? He lost the shoes, and you know what? He was bummed about it. And we're like, you know what? That's happened to me, too. I'm bummed about it, too. Not that I've left the shoes underneath the <laughs> underneath the car. But listen, I you love... You had a balcony. Uh, I, I, yes. That, that, <laughs> I still can't figure out why the poor guy why doesn't have a balcony. Why didn't he have a balcony? That's but where I you w- put your sweaty clothes, your sweaty shoes. He has been very that. open on social media lately, which we are loving. And uh, I got to say, the clean-shaven Andy Murray, I'm feeling a little bit more than uh, the San Diego uh, anchor, mm. anchorman Andy Murray, which was entertaining <laughs> also. But we digress. We digress. He also, by the way, wedding ring. He, wedding said, ring. he said he had to go to a, like a tennis pro shop to get a new pair of shoes. I'm like, you're Andy Murray. You, you didn't come with five pairs of shoes to the it's desert? Yeah. like At least two. And he was like, it was a different yeah. variety than he normally wears. Yeah. If you had asked me before, I would have thought Andy Murray would be wearing a new shoe every single game. Right? But uh, we'll, we learned something. Tomorrow night, the night session, it is Andy Murray playing Adrian Manorino. It, the Brits are, are coming to the desert. Emma Raducanu and Andy Murray night session Friday night. So exciting. Hopefully by then, somebody give Andy Murray <laughs> his wedding ring Return back. The ring. Uh, we are moments away from our first match today. Sam Query, Daniel Altmaier. Let, let's break it down before we send it out to Brett Haber and the Bryan brothers, by the way, who are calling this match what do you you expect to see Prakash well listen Q hasn't won a match since Wimbledon but I do like him in this Altmaier's ranked outside the top 100 so I'm liking schoolboy Q to get it done all right looking forward to this one Sam Query taking the court in the desert for the 15th time it is our first match Chanda Prakash myself we will be here on the Tennis Channel desk throughout the day. We've got first ball to last coverage. We've got the debut of Mike and Bob Bryan coming up next as TC analyst. Let's go.